Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic, our one year anniversary. Holy cow, Kevin. Well, first of all, my name's Wade, and joined with me today is my friend Kevin. Um, Kevin, I can't believe a year, like, we are recording on the 25th, and we released our first episode on the 27th, which was the following day of when we recorded it. So, by tomorrow, when I get this uploaded, we will have hit that one year officially mark. We hit our one year on Twitter, I think it was last week. Um, cause we had opened the Twitter page and some of the other social media pages before we had actually got on to start recording. Um, but holy cow, man, we've been doing this for a year already. I know. That's crazy. Episode I 40. I think we're a little bit better than, than we were a year ago, but I might go back and listen to the first one and see. Yeah. That's uh, what we need. We need to was. compare, um, how we're doing now to how we were then. I definitely think things flow a little bit better. Um, I don't know that the editing... We had to get... When we first started, we had to figure out what platform we were going to use to record um, because we were having a lot of technical issues with the first platform. Um, so then we signed up for the second one, and it seemed to do a lot better. Still don't know all the fancy editing, you know, like what Row with Scuttlebutt does and, and uh, FACPA and, of course, RFR, like... I, I don't know how to do any of that. Maybe one day I will be as good as some of those guys. Um, but that day is not today. Today is just a conversational day. That's that's yes. what it is, um, which I like. That's what I, we I, always wanted it to be, though. Yeah, we wanted it to be kind of simple, just us being able to, like, bounce things back and forth, have a discussion, you know. Now, that said, what those guys do is really cool. Like, I am always entertained listening to some of those podcasts and hearing, you know, like, FACPA almost always has, like, some kind of ad that's being run as in as if it was something in the um, Star Wars universe. Like, have you heard their Contraceptisith? No. <laughs> oh, my that's gosh. Funny, though. I'll pull up an episode that has that in it because they've run it in a couple. That is one of my f- all-time favorite ads um, that they've run in in their podcast. Um, but some of the editing they do and some of the stuff that Roe does, you know, with his, you know, going from segment to segment and playing like clips in between, like that stuff's really cool. Um, so kudos to those guys who have also been doing this a lot longer and they are very, very, very polished with what they do. Um, yeah, I listen to a lot of Scare of Scuttlebutt and RFR and it's, to me, it's cause I like, I like hearing what the OGs have to say. And, you know, for Scare of Scuttlebutt, they... I like how they do it. They they do it a little bit differently than us um, in terms of their discussion. Like mm-hmm. they just did an episode, a really good episode about Inquisitors that had some really, yes. really good conversation. So they, they, they cover topics, which it's not really what we do. Right. Um, but it would be fun to do stuff like that in the future. And then RFR is just, 
RFR, right? Like they, there are, they yeah. talk about anything and everything, right? Two and a half hour episodes. They cover, they cover all. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're, they're extremely well, well polished. Yeah. But it, it's crazy looking back on it to see like where we started and knowing like it, honestly, it feels like I've been doing this for a while, even though when I look at it, we've only been doing this a year. And not even like a full year. Yeah. We've we've released forty episodes after this one, and a year is what fifty two weeks. So we skipped yeah. about you know two or three months worth of episodes. Yeah, but I mean, you had a you had a baby. I bought a house. Like that's we, true. We had life Absolutely. this year too. So I, I'm I'm proud of where we've come from where we were. Um, yeah, and excited to look towards you know the next year or two. So yeah, it's have you? Fun. Kevin, have you done anything Star Wars related? I think we talked a little bit about this before uh, before the pod, but have you had anything come up, anything new, anything exciting? Well, of course, we'll talk about it after, but the Bad Batch trailer, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's some big news. Um, and then I, I finally found some time to start reading my uh, Jedi Academy series. I'm still Ooh. not that far into it, but I kind of had a realization because it's it's – pretty i think it's a a thing a lot of star wars books do each chapter follows one arc so you can have multiple arcs going on and it switches back and forth between them and what i found with the (coughs) excuse me the corellian trilogy that i read (coughs) read earlier in the year and then now this book which are from the same time period um and it's we mentioned last week or the week before that a lot of the eu books they're their own stories but they definitely fit with each other even though they're independent this is definitely true of those two series um i am finding that the luke arc and the leia arc i am infinitely more interested in than the han arc and i was thinking about it today and i think it's because it's the same arc that i just spent a couple months reading with the corellian trilogy han gets captured and then he's trying to get out and that's all that's all it is so far here too and i'm just it's not not interesting i just it's not new like i'm much much more interested in luke trying to find jedi uh to build up his new jedi academy i'm interested in leia being the political figure that she is um so the the han stuff is a bit of a, a grind but it's yeah. more than worth it for the luke stuff it's so so interesting yeah i feel i kind of feel that the um I think you would very much enjoy some of the books that I, I in fact, I know you would. Um, some of the ones that I've been reading from EU are different. Um, like recently I started the Fate of the Jedi series, which at first I bought the first three on audio or on Audible. And I thought, all right, cool. So there are three of them. And then I kept mm-hmm. going and I realized eventually there are nine Fate of the Jedi books. And they were all written from like 2008 or nine to like 2012. Which is really cool because this is a, a series that focuses on like post heir uh, to the Empire trilogy, um, post I forget what the other what were the other two that I was reading um, that had like I think the Hand of Thrawn duology uh, by Timothy Zahn. It's all it's all post that stuff. So it's all like hey Luke's got his Jedi Order established. There, there's a, this. This is all post um, the Uzong Vong War, like it's all 
after all of that. So there's been a lot that's happened that I still haven't read that I, but it's really cool because it does a very good job of uniting the, the stuff from like the original EU books, you know, some of those characters like Corn Horn and Mirax and, and, um, you know, their kids. And then Jason solo, Jaina solo, Jaina or Jada. I can't remember Jaina, which one is it. With an Jaina. Jaina. Yeah, yeah. Jaina. Um, so Jaina Solo, Mara Jade, like it unites a lot of that with even prequel era and Clone Wars era stuff. Like talking about Plo Koon and and the Keldor race. Um, and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of references back to prequel era. So it's been a really cool series, and it also frustrates me. Like I get the more I read some of these old books and these ones aren't even that old, but the more I read the old EU, the more frustrated. I mean, these were as recent as 2012, right? 2011, 2012. This is like a couple years before Disney bought Star Wars. So like this is what people have had for all of those years, a continuation of these stories that does a fantastic job of tying in the old EU with current canonical movies and events and it and it it, so far it's done a a an absolutely fantastic job of doing that so it's frustrating i get get it but i i understand why disney had to do that i don't i don't think they had to Uh, yeah they did they absolutely did because what's going to happen wade is slowly things will be retconned we're seeing we're seeing outrage over something that may or may not even be a retcon today. You know, you slowly retcon things, people get pissed off. So you just do it all in one one motion. And you still I think everybody operates under the it's canon until proven otherwise. Yeah, but the problem I have with that is there's so much more content from the old EU than we got from yeah, the sequel absolutely. trilogy. And part of that obviously is just time. Like I get that part of it's just, we haven't had the time to develop all the sequel trilogy stuff, but you threw away a lot of beloved characters, a lot of people that the fans have fallen in love with. You just threw that to the side. I'm not saying you didn't have to rewrite a story to an extent, but you could still use a lot of these characters. I agree with that. And that that's, I think, where the... I don't even think the storyline matters all that much. I think fans can get around or get past the storyline if you're still using the characters that they've fallen in love with. Because here's that's what's so compelling about Star Wars. You know, without the characters, you've got no story. You've got planets, and you've got space, and that's about it. Like, that's all you've got. You don't have anything without the characters, right? I mean, that's what makes a story in any story. Yeah, <laughs> So, I mean, hello, if you've got 20 or 30 years of people falling in love with these characters, the way they're portrayed in these books, and these books align with each other. I'm not saying every single book in the EU or Legends aligns perfectly. I know they don't. But these characters, for the most part, do align well in these books by different authors that continue the story post-Return of the Jedi, and people have had... 20 or 30 years of loving these characters. And then for Disney to come in and say, we're not going to use any of that. We're going to totally throw all of that away. But that's not even what happened. It is. 
that's it is they, no because they've they've brought in EU stuff not a lot but I think that's what Dave very that's minimal what Dave's setting out to do yeah very very minimal he just started I understand I'm not talking about Dave I'm talking look no, no 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 but here's the thing look at what Disney did before Dave got into control I'm talking it. about what, what they have doing. what they've produced before Dave was in control that's what I'm getting at they they I'm with you. they totally crapped on all things eu all the eu characters that we learned to love over time and went in a completely different direction and it's like we spent all of this time and money mind you a lot of money on these books loving these characters we spent all this money on books and comic books and toys and all this stuff and then you guys go in a complete Different direction. Don't use any of these characters. Dave's the first one to really use any of these characters with someone like Thrawn. Like, that's what we've got. And that's why I, I'm saying I get the frustration behind Disney Star Wars. I totally get, I get it. it too. I get it too, but I think Disney didn't spend whatever billion dollars they spent on Star Wars to recycle content. I don't think you're recycling though. That's what I'm saying. You can it use the same recycling. characters. You can use the same characters and write new stories with them in I different time periods. That that is, I don't think that that would work how you're saying it's going to work. You can't, I told, you can't it totally take, would. No, you can't take somebody like Thrawn, and this is just an example. They, I think they executed Thrawn pretty closely to how he was in the EU. But you can't take a character like Thrawn and say, "Okay, you're going to be a bounty hunter now, but we're going to you're going to look the same. You're going to have the name." This is a nod to the the EU, and expect people to be happy with that. I'm not talking about changing his character like that. Jason, Jason Solo could have been like a Kylo Ren character. Kylo Ren was was very similar to Jason Solo, in a sense. He learned under Luke. He turned to the dark side, and he tried bringing down the New Republic. All right, very similar to Jason Solo in a lot of ways, but he also had a twin sister who is a a Jedi, you know, he had a younger brother named Anakin who was a Jedi. You know, he had a cousin named Ben who was a Jedi. There are other characters that you could have used. And that, that's what I'm getting at is I'm not saying you take Jason solo and now he's actually a droid that they made or some, you know, something stupid. Like I'm not talking about something that's way out there, you know, Thrawn, I think they did a decent job executing it. Did they change a lot of things? Yes, they did. They changed a lot about Thrawn from the EU to canon. But they kept a lot of things the same with his character and kind of who he was as a as a strategical genius. They, they kept a lot of that about the character the same. The storyline was different. Thrawn is a perfect example for what I'm trying to say. You can I think be, he's a great example, too. That's what I'm saying, though. You can be true to those original characters... And still rewrite different stories. Because that's what they did with Thrawn. But you can only do that. If I'm Disney, I, you can only do that so much before it's recycling content. Like Why? I get Because they spent billions of dollars. to. They wanted to tell their story. They failed. Which is why I think we're seeing Dave doing some of the things that he's doing. Which I, I, I love it. Right? Like you, Dave is single-handedly saving star wars and a point in your your favor too is and john favreau kind of, we got to yeah, give him it's credit kind of, it's kind of moot at this point because how many people to your point left the fan base over what disney did and aren't even going to give it another look now that maybe they're getting some of the things that should they should have gotten in the beginning 
But what I, all I'm saying, the only point that I'm trying to make is that I don't think it's reasonable for us to have expected Disney to spend billions of dollars on a franchise and not go in a like create their own stories. That's such a huge investment to but make to have to tell somebody else's story. Look at all of the other areas and timelines where they could have told new stories that are complete. I mean, they made up the High Republic altogether. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to talk about telling your own story. You have the opportunity to do both. You have you have a truly awesome opportunity to bring into right bring now. into things canon, but they can't do it now with some of the characters and some of the things that happen in the EU. They had the opportunity and they missed the mark. They had the opportunity to bring in some of these things that people absolutely loved about Star Wars and in some ways was the only form of Star Wars that we got. And you had an opportunity to bring some of this into canon while also telling your own stories in other time periods. You had a perfect opportunity. You can't tell me Disney couldn't afford to do both because they absolutely can't. It's not can. about affording it. It's so not why wouldn't they? It. Because they're a business, right? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna go to you... if you're gonna go to the board and say we'd like to make this purchase, billions of dollars for Star Wars, but we're not gonna do, we're not gonna make all original content. We're gonna we're gonna cherry pick a bunch of this stuff. I just don't I just don't see that as something a, a big company would do. Are you not telling I... me that Star Wars fans would not have gone out and watched all of those movies if they based everything off of the books? No, they for sure would have. Just they like would they have. All would, exactly. We all would go see the sequel if they made a, a if they made a fourth sequel movie. We'd all go watch it. Well, they are. The Ray movie is essentially like a fourth sequel movie. There you go. But my, that's my point: is it almost doesn't matter what they made because people were going to go see it. But why not cater to what's already existing to an extent? You could still have told the solo spinoff. You could have still uh, told Rogue One, and both of those, I think, would have been better successes. Rogue One was a success, no question about it. Solo, I think, was not a success, and we've talked about this. I think it's because it came off of the the tale of of The Last Jedi, and it came very quickly behind it. They didn't have a lot of marketing for it. I mean – but looking back on it, I don't – I haven't talked to a single Star Wars fan who said, no, I really disliked Solo. I haven't talked right. to anyone that said that. I'm not saying they're not out there, but majority of the Star Wars fans out there liked Solo. You could still tell those stories <laughs> that are new stories while also honoring what people already had hopes for to an extent. And again, you can change some of the storyline. You don't have to keep everything exactly the same as it was in the books. But if you're able to keep those characters and kind of portray them as they are, you know, Jaina... Jaina was this character who really took after her father in a lot of ways and was like quick to action. And, you know, you could still portray her and Jason in a sequel movie and still make it your own story. If you wanted to kind of tail off of, you know, or, you know, curve off away from what the books did, you can still stay true to those characters like Dave did with Thrawn and make new stories. They chose not to, and I think that was a bad business decision. I don't think that it was. I think the execution of it was where it was bad. You can tell new stories all day long. Wait, you would have loved a story 
that included better character development for Finn, for Rey, and Poe. You can have brand new characters and still tell really, really good stories that are on par with these other stories that we love. Do Absolutely. I think they could have left the EU alone? Yeah, I think they probably could have gotten away with leaving the EU alone. But I also don't have a, a big issue with them taking those stories and saying, hey, these stories are cool and you know, still read them. They're part of the Star Wars universe, but they're not canon. I don't have a problem with that. But see, Those that's where still I still exist and you can still love them. That's where I get into, you know, like I used to have the mindset of I can read legends and think of them as just stories that were told about these characters adventures. But the more I get into legends, the less I can actually have that viewpoint on it. They could have still introduced Foe, Pin and Ray. Sorry, Poe, Finn and Ray. I get I get I get so fast sometimes. Poe, Finn, and Ray. They still could have introduced that post EU stuff. They could have. I mean, there's no reason yeah, but not to. You need you need the creative freedom. They can't. They wouldn't be able to tell the story that they want to tell because they'd have to fact check all this EU stuff, make sure it's in line with what's already been written. There was there's way too much content for that. It's not reasonable. I I think it's totally reasonable. I, do. I don't think so. I I think it's totally reasonable, and I think it one hundred percent would have sold. Yeah, it would have sold any. I think any Star Wars is going to sell. But I think it would have sold better than what these movies did. I don't think so. I one hundred percent do. But I don't. But the reason why I think that way is because I think that it has almost nothing to do with the the actual quality of it. All three sequel movies were record breaking movies. That's just of because of where they were, like who they were coming out from, and because they were new. That's Star my Wars. point. That's that's exactly my point. But I mean, the other stuff would have been record breaking too, and you could still have told these stories down the road later on without contra- con- contradicting anything. Like you could have had an EU trilogy and then told these <laughs> movies even further down the road. Like why why bring in movies that directly contradict what's already established as, you know, stuff that fans love. That's what I'm getting at. Why not if if Poe, Finn and Ray were, you know, 50 years down the road and Luke's already dead, Leia's already dead. Fine. All, you know, some of these characters are dead and their kids or grandkids are taking over and they're the ones running. That's when you introduce them. You don't contradict what's already established for 30 years. You go and you say, okay, we're going to introduce these new characters. We don't even make, say they don't even make movies regarding the EU timeline. They don't even make movies in that era. That's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. George Lucas didn't even consider that stuff part of the George can suck it because a lot of fans liked that stuff. Yeah, that's great. And it's all great. I would, you, you will never see, I'm not even telling you this. I will never go to another fan and say, you need to not be mad at Disney for doing that. You need to accept it, that they make the decisions. I would never say that. I'm just saying that what they did makes sense. And to no, me, it doesn't. It, doesn't it, it makes perfect sense. They spent billions of dollars on this franchise. They're, they're going to need their freedom, their creative and freedom. They, and they, they wouldn't have it. They totally could have told, they told you that story down the road. Freedom. You don't have creative freedom. But they didn't want to. They didn't want to. That's the problem. That's what I'm getting at. They could but, have. But, but you know what the, You know what else they could have done that would have solved all of our problems is they could have told a better story for episodes 7, 8, and 9. Then we have no problems here. I still have problems with it, though. I like 
I like characters from 7, 8, and 9. That's not what I have a problem with. I have a problem right now. My problem is that what 7, 8, and 9 portrays directly conflicts with anything we've gotten over the last 30 years of EU. That's the problem I'm having. That's where I'm having issue is because it directly conflicts with 30 years worth of stuff that we absolutely love and enjoy in these characters who we've We've, and granted for me, I'm fighting for people who actually read these books when they came out. But what that's what I'm getting at, Kevin, is they could have still created new without touching or basically excluding the EU and turning this all into, hey, now none of it can be relevant because we've done something that directly conflicts with everything that happens over it, here. It is so much smarter strategically to say, all of this stuff is not canon at all. It's all legend. And then you pick what you want to introduce over time, which is exactly what they're doing. I, I just – I disagree. I think they could have introduced a lot of yeah, this stuff down the road. we're not going to see eye on this one. We're not. But, but that is okay. To. They, if they had – I really do believe that if they had told a better story with the sequels, this is all moot. It might have been – talking about it. I think the thorn in the side might have been lessened. I think it would still be there, though. Because you're talking maybe, about a lot a of characters. Bit. You're talking about a lot of characters that we've already come to love and appreciate. And they're better characters. The The characters in the books are better characters than the characters we got in the movies. But you know what You know what would have happened then? if They may as well have not done anything. They may as well have not purchased Star Wars, and everything should have proceeded as it already was. Or they just lose out... On they the just content that we've gotten in the last couple of years. Made some of those books canon and moved on and made new content after that. But you're gonna piss somebody off no matter what, because let's say you take let's say you take one series and you make that canon, then you have the people that are a fan of this series over here that get pissed off because well what about this great story? I get it. I, I, I'm not saying you're not gonna you you're never gonna be able to please everyone. I get that. But there's a huge chunk of Star Wars fans who very much loved these storylines and books and characters. And that's what where I, I think the frustration is. And there's nothing stopping Disney from saying, you know what? Let's take air to the empire. Well, there is now, but uh, <laughs> let's take air to the empire and we'll make that canon. And then we'll build off of it. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing stopping them from taking some of those series and doing that. Except that they can't make fate of the Jedi or um, air to the empire trilogy or the Hand of Thrawn duology. They can't make these right. canon. So there is stuff stopping it. Their their current well, movies. Now, but because they spent billions of dollars to be able to tell their own story. Right. But they still could have that you're missing what I'm saying. They could have told their own story in a different time period that still allowed for them to bring this other stuff into canon and be relevant. You've got thirty years plus of people buying books and comics and toys based on these series and characters. And basically you gave a middle finger to all of the people who are fans of those by making a trilogy that directly conflicts with anything in these books. That's what I'm getting at. They could have still told the story that they told in a different time period. You know, you switch the factions up a little bit. You, 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 there's some small tweaking, but they could still tell almost the exact same story to an extent, and not 
conflict with any any of these. It'd be different if they took if they just were in conflict with like one trilogy. All right. Yeah, that's not a big deal. But you're talking about huge series of books that people have invested a lot of money into. I mean, a lot of these are New York bestsellers, New York Times bestsellers. You're talking about a lot of money being sunken into these characters. People are investing themselves into these people. And now all of a sudden, Disney gives the middle finger to you and says, sorry, none of those characters ever existed. You wasted all your money over the last 30 years. Now enjoy whatever we're going to give you. But you That's where the frustration is. But I, I think that that's so misguided. You, you didn't waste your money. It is if you you're someone really... who cares about canon. Right. And that's, I, I don't know what to tell those people, right? Because you can still have all of it. You can pay attention to what's canon and love that and still love the, it's all stories at the end of the day. Right. But, but what's don't... the, what's the point? What's the point of reading those books or buying them if they, stories. Have, if they have no relevance? That's they what do. I'm getting at. No, they don't. They have zero relevance whatsoever to they have whatever relevance you give it. Then at that point, like you're sequel... saying you, you just basically discredit the sequel trilogy and say uh, that doesn't exist. And those are fans that we don't like. Right. That's not what I'm saying at all, because you can't say that it doesn't exist. You can just choose not to interact with it and you interact with what you do like. Well, then you're just living in imaginary land. Not really. It's all imaginary land. It's, but it's. I don't. But there is a difference any... between canon and non-canon. That's absolutely there, there is. There is a difference, and there's an uh, an importance and significance in it as well. But you know what the other problem is, Wade? You can't call it a sequel trilogy if it's fifty, a hundred years in the in the future when you've already got those stories filled in with those right. Characters. So it doesn't it doesn't have to be a sequel trilogy. But it can just be a beginning. That was George's plan too. It could just right, but George's plan was completely different from what they went with anyway. Absolutely, that's what right. I'm. I mean, so it doesn't matter at that point. You have a different trilogy altogether. So Disney that's had a really set out to do though, but they, they had a really good opportunity trilogy. to make a trilogy that didn't conflict, that didn't have to conflict with anything EU. They could have done that. They also had an opportunity to tell a really good story through three movies and they didn't execute on it, which is why I think you and I are having this discussion. If they had executed better, I don't think it matters as much. I think, like I said, I think there's a little less salt in the wound. There's still salt in the wound. And again, I don't blame people for being upset about it. I'm just trying to explain why I think it makes sense, why they did it the way they did it. This is why I really hope, I mean, I really, really, really hope that the what if series is going to follow some of the old EU stuff. I don't they want it to real follow opportunity to bring some I, people I, back in. I think Disney has a really good opportunity to, you know, Absolutely. this is, this is the best way that they can say, you know, without saying, Hey, we screwed up, you know, to say, Hey, we acknowledge that there were characters and, and people that you guys loved and yep. we want to honor that. I, I do. Make I think series this, for the OGs. Yep, don't make it, you know, and I don't care if it's like a theoretical, well, what if someone picked to, you know, decided to go this direction or not. I'm saying, you know, I think it would be smart to make it a parallel universe or an alternate universe altogether mm-hmm. and just say, hey, in this universe of Star Wars, and granted, then you'll have people fighting to an extent about which universe matters and which one doesn't. I, I think ultimately it's going to give those of us who like the old EU stuff we're going to get that visual confirmation that, hey, 
we value you guys. You know, here's what you really wanted. You know, I think they could do a few seasons of what if going down that road. It's a blank canvas. And they have the same opportunity with Tales of the Sith and Tales of the Bounty Hunter. Mm -hmm. Or whatever they're going to call that show. They have the same opportunity. And I hope they take it. Because I, I think one of the underlying points that you're making that I do agree with is that Disney has thrown the OG fans to the side and said, yes. we don't care about you. I do yes. agree with that. And that's, that's where the main frustration comes with, or comes from, I should say. So, you know, we'll see. But all of that to say, Fate of the Jedi is really, really good. <laughs> and I'm really excited <laughs> yeah, to read all the nine. <laughs> I'm really, really, really excited to read all nine books. Um, I've got to get the second hand of Thrawn book first, though. Because I, I do want to finish that. There is a lot of storyline that I'm realizing that I'm missing. But the problem with audiobooks is some of them are uh, abridged and some of them are unabridged. And I'm not paying for unabr- or for abridged books because they're like three or yeah. four hours and it cuts out a huge chunk of the content. Um, so I, you know, I'm just going to have to go without until I can actually read the books or they re-record them at some time unabridged. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see. But Fate of the Jedi, absolutely fantastic. Highly recommend so far. I'm on Omens right now, um, and it's been fantastic. It really, really has. Um, I had a question for you, and I forgot what it was. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, here's one. Who would win in a fight? Qui-Gon Jinn or Balin Skull, and why? Jeez. I saw this one on Twitter and I was like, Oh, I'm struggling. I don't, I don't actually know enough about either character. Really? I think I know enough about Qui-Gon, but I don't know that I know enough about Balin, Mm -hmm. but I do. So the first thing that comes to mind is I see a world where quite a Qui-Gon Jinn ends up being a Balin skull type character. Mm. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, that's a hard one. I think Balin Skull. Why? I think Balin Skull is a more physical fighter. Um, and he seems to be able to handle, handle himself really well against someone who's nimble and quick, like Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. And so I think with his ability to do that, I, I think he would be able to, to best Qui-Gon. I don't like saying that because I like Qui-Gon and I think it would be close, a lot closer than like Qui-Gon and Maul. Um, But at the end of the day, I think Balin would probably walk home and Qui-Gon would not. That would be an interesting fight to watch because it would be one of those where they're just talking to each other the whole time too. Oh, I would love it. It would be awesome. That would be fantastic to get in a Tales of the Jedi scene where they're like sparring at the Jedi Temple. That would be awesome. I would, I would, would be, be cool. so down for that. Um, second question I think I of the agree day. With you. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. Balin just seems like a better fighter overall. That's yeah, Qui Gon could could probably convince him to not fight in the first place. It's possible. I'm not. I'm not gonna deny that. <laughs> um, second question for you in Tales of the Bounty Hunters: Would you rather see it be focused around Jango Fett or Boba Fett? Jango Fett. Yep. I'm in the same boat. I don't think that one's even close. 
no, we've just gotten so much with Boba Fett, and we've really just gotten like a little bit of comic with Django, and then we've gotten Attack of the Clones, and that's right. pretty much it. So, and we got the yeah. Bounty Hunter game, which is cool. If you've played the Bounty Hunter game, that 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 gives a little bit more edge to Django to begin with, just because we haven't really gotten any Boba Fett centric games, to my knowledge, um, at least none that I've played. But the Bounty Hunter game was dope. Never so, played it. It's worth it. I know Alex likes to bring it up every once in a while because it's it's a fun game. That's a that's a yeah. good one that I have like solid memories of. All right, moving on. We wanted to talk. We got oh my gosh, we've been waiting so long for for some kind of trailer, some kind of visual evidence that these shows are actually going to be released this year, and we finally got it this week, dude. We got the Bad Batch soon. season three. Oh my gosh, it's coming it's in what February? What was it? February 21st? I mean, that's like less than a month away. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Yep. We're, we're getting it. It's finally here, Kevin. It's like Christmas. That's like less than a month for them to have released that though. I feel like they would have wanted to release that sooner. Don't you? No. Um, the reason why is I would have felt, I felt like that before, but after watching the trailer, there's nothing in the trailer aside from one thing that I didn't a hundred percent expect. Like we know, we kind of knew what the season was going to be. I'm don't get me wrong. I am psyched for it and I cannot right. wait for it, but there was nothing in there that I didn't expect except for. Well, so name, I want you to name three things that stood out to you about the trailer, but name the first one, one at a time. Well, the first one that stood out is obviously going to be Ventress. Yep. Ventress. So ha- now, have you read the Dark Disciple book? No, and to be honest with you, all the outrage that I'm seeing, I'm not too familiar with why. Um, do you want me to spoil it for you? Yes. Okay. I, it needs to be. It needs to be. She essentially is is dead by the end of Dark Disciple. Is she dead dead or Star Wars dead? I believe, from what we all understand, she's dead dead. So that's where the the online conflict of is this retcon or not? Like, what's going on here? Is there are they just changing? From what I've read about people who have like kind of done some digging up, it looks like they're still trying to honor what happened in Dark Disciple and not try to conflict with it too much. So I don't really know how they're going to do that with her having been. I don't know if it's going to be like a flashback scene, which would be cool. I'm I'm down yeah. for that. We get a lot of flashback scenes in these shows. Um, but so you who know, would not, be the flashback. I don't know. I have no I, idea. The way they showed it in the trailer, it looked like she's like up against the Bad Batch itself, Clone Force ninety nine. So, but whether they piece that together just to make it look that way, and they're you know, it might be a complete different direction. You know, it may just be mm-hmm. something to try and throw us for loop. But regardless, we know we're going to see some Asajj Ventress, which which I'm is, all about. I, I, I'm super cool with it. I like Dark Disciple. This is, again, one of those situations where most of what happened in Dark Disciple, even if she didn't officially die in the in the book, most of what happened in the book could still technically exist in canon with a slight change. So now sure. she could be I've also seen she could have been resurrected with Night Sister magic. You know. Who knows? That would be disappointing. It would, after, and I think the Night Sisters, I, I, if I'm correct, at that point in Clone Wars when Dark Disciple was supposed to have taken place, 
I want to say the Night Sisters had already kind of been wiped out by General Grievous and his army, um, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong on the timeline, but I think that's the case. Um, but regardless, I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to it. Asajj Ventress is a dope character, and she got even yeah. like she got even cooler when she stopped being bad guy Asajj and just bounty hunter Asajj, where she's kind of like this anti-hero, where she's not like. She's almost kind of like a Deadpool in a sense where she's not really yeah. good, but she does some things that you're like, oh, OK, you you kind of made up for now. You're not making up for like your history with the separatists, but you're you're kind of balancing yourself out in the current state that you're in. <laughs> you know yeah. that, you know, if we forget every bit of your history, then current state you're in. Yeah, you're doing all right because she helped Ahsoka in that one one arc. Right. So, I mean, eh, I, I like her. I think she's a good character. And so I'm Absolutely. excited to see I'm her. I'm excited to see her, how it, whatever it looks like. Okay, so that's our um, first standout. What else stood out to number, you? Number two, I really don't have a third one. So if you want to give the third one after, that's fine. But my second one is going to be Omega seeing Crosshair. Mm. While they're walking, like, in chains, like being yeah, marched through corridors. I am very excited for whatever results from that. Yeah, Homeboy uh, looked like downtrodden and beaten and like just broken. Yeah. In that one. Yeah. And that's like the only scene we got of him, isn't it? We might I have gotten like so. two scenes, but that was like the main one that we saw where it's like Ahsoka passes him marching in the hall. And it's like, oh, that's sad. The dude looks defeated. I think, I mean, the show, in my opinion, has been setting up a crosshair redemption. So oh, I'm absolutely. sure that's where they're going to go with it. And they're all going to be reunited in the end. And we're all going to yeah. be happy. And I'm all about that, even if it's predictable. I think the turning point is going to be somehow Hunter is able to communicate with Crosshair and let him know that the Empire killed Tech. And that's going to be like the the breaking point for him where he's like, nah, F this. So you're not on team... Tech is still alive. No, no. Tech's dead. He's gone. I think, think that he might not be. I don't think that they're pulling that crap again. I think he is gone. I think I think it takes away from how truly serious they've tried to make this show. I mean, it's gone from being pretty lighthearted with some serious moments in season one to season two being like a good balance of like fun and also like, oh crap, my heart. And then I think season yeah. three is going to be just all like I'm crying every episode, you know? So I, I think that's kind of they're they're moving. They're transitioning from, hey, the Republic was fun with the clones and everything. And they're like out doing their thing and like fighting the separatists and killing droids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're moving to, oh, my gosh, the Empire's in control and the world like the galaxy is in turmoil. And this is just a super depressing state of events. So I, yeah. I think that's what they're doing with season I'm with three. you. <laughs> For sure. I think that that would be the right move. My number two, did you catch Commander Wolf? No, I did not. Commander Wolf was standing there with clones and stormtroopers and the um, the clone commando. He was standing on the bad guy's side. I didn't know. I noticed the commandos, but I, I didn't see him. Oh, yeah. Go back and watch. And I was torn because I was like, oh, no, I like Wolf. 
Yeah. But I like Cody too. And we got Cody in, in season two and he's struggling with everything. So I wonder, is Wolf struggling with everything? Is he undercover? And like, he's had the inhibitor chip removed already. And he's like, just playing his part until he could like break someone out. Like, I really want to know what Dave's plan is with Wolf. Cause that's kind of his, his baby, you know, that's his guy. Yeah. So, and we know obviously in rebels, Wolf is good. You know, Wolf and Gregor both had their chips removed um, when they come about in Rebels. So hopefully that means, you know, we're going to see that happen in this or he's already had it happen and maybe he's doing some some like undercover work. But I was really disappointed to see him with the bad guys. Get your pens. I'm calling it. Wolf is going to be how Omega and Crosshair get out. I don't think so. Write it down. But I'm not against it. I'm 100% not against it. It'd be it. cool. It would be Because cool. I like Wolf. I could see Dave doing it. Wolf's like one of my few non 501st guys that I'm like, I really like. Most of the guys I like are from the 501st. Um, yeah. But Wolf is, Wolf's dope. So I would like to see him do some pretty, pretty awesome stuff. Um, obviously, we also saw Rex in it and Echo. They both come back to, to some extent. We don't know how involved they are in everything, but they are involved. Um, there were a couple of helmetless clones that they showed that I wasn't sure if we were supposed to be able to identify. And so I'm going to go back and rewatch the trailer a couple of times to see if I can recognize them. You know, if maybe one's Cody or another, cause they had, they also had a couple of clones that had like paint markings on their armor. I don't know if Hauser's going to show up in this, um, since he was in, you know, season one, I, I don't know at this current point in time, but boy, would I like to see some of these other guys who are like, nah, screw the empire. We're, we're standing with our brothers. We're going to make a last stand. And I think that's ultimately what's, what it's going to come down to. I think there's going to be a clone on empire, like clone on stormtrooper last stand moment where it's like fight or flight, you know? They they yep. are gonna fight their way to victory, or they're gonna die, you know, serving their brothers. So I think they're gonna die. Probably gonna. Die. I mean, we know Rex and Wolf don't die, and Gregor doesn't. We know those three don't. Who else? Yeah, no idea. I I definitely think we're gonna lose another Bad Batch member. That's uh, what I mean. I think we're gonna lose the Bad Batch. I don't know if we're gonna lose everyone. I don't know if they'll do that. Not Omega. But, I don't think Omega is going to I don't think we lose Omega. <laughs> but I definitely see Wrecker at some point dying, which breaks my heart because he's my favorite. Um, That's why I just, he's going to die. <laughs> I just picked up his his uh, Season 2 Bad Batch uh, Black Series figure because I, I just I can't get enough of Wrecker. He's like my stereotypical – like he's he's the archetype of every kind of character I try to play. You know, if it's Dungeons and Dragons, I'm that kind of like, um, you know, brute force. Yeah, brute force, just smash them in the mouth kind of character. Like, that's just, that's who I like playing. You know, the one that doesn't have necessarily a lot of intelligence. He's got a big heart and giant muscles like that. That's the guy I play. Um, So record just pulls on my heartstrings. And especially when you look at his connection with Omega, that dude is going to knock over as many people as he can. To, to save that girl. 
Agreed. Wrecker is definitely Wrecker definitely is like an older brother to Omega, whereas Hunter is more like a father to her, in my opinion. And then some of the other guys are like uncles. But those are the yeah. two main relationships I get for Omega. But yeah, that 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 is going I, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm excited that we're getting like a three episode premiere. Like, How many I think total are we getting? Um that I don't remember. I don't remember if it was like twelve or sixteen, but we're getting a decent amount. There are a couple of days where we get two episode premieres after the three episode premieres. Ooh. Like partway through the season, we're gonna okay. get like I think midway, and I think they did that last year too, where they did like two episodes up front, two episodes in the middle, and two episodes in the end. Um, and I think they're doing the same thing, except we're getting three episodes up front this time, which I'm like all for. Great. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to make an exciting Records of the Republic episode, you know? Definitely. So those were the two main things that stood out. The third one that stood out to me was Fee, Tech's girlfriend, is back, and she's helping the Bad Batch, um, which is kind of cool. Don't know what her connection is to them right now, if she's doing it for Omega, if she's doing it in honor of Tech or both, um, if they promised her money. And I noticed a lack of a specific character. Do you know who I'm thinking of? Was it Hunter? No, we saw Hunter. I don't remember seeing him a ton. Yeah, we got him in a couple of different scenes. We didn't get any Sid. Oh, I see. I wouldn't have expected to see Sid in the trailer. I, I would have, though, because she was still in season two, and they have some kind of loose ties there that need to be, you know, kind of tidied up. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't see that as in a, maybe, maybe a quick shot, but nothing more than that. I think they're going to take her out. Maybe that's their, maybe that's their final mission. Yep. I think they're going to, no, their final mission is trying to save Omega. (laughs) Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they get Omega. Maybe it's a, one of those things where we expect the whole season to be about them getting Omega and they get it, they get her in the first episode. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would That's be fun. something Dave would do it is I, I could see that but ultimately no matter what it looks fantastic like it looks like yes, it's going it to be really I'm really, excited really good um, so next question for you are we going to see a Star Wars trailer during the Super Bowl and if so what what trailer would it be for I mean I think it would it would probably be um, Acolyte you think Maybe so? Skeleton crew, but I don't think it'll be skeleton I crew. I think I it'll be acolyte or tales of the Jedi. I don't think that see, but I don't think that they're going to spend that kind of money to do a tales of the Jedi trailer in the Super Bowl or skeleton crew. I think they need to, for tales of the Jedi. It'll probably be acolyte. Just, yeah, I don't think that tales of the Jedi is just a, a big enough project for them to justify that. And for skeleton crew, I think that there needs to be a little bit more marketing beforehand. Yeah. I could so see I that. think it, I think it would definitely be acolyte, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get anything during the Super Bowl. I bet we do. I bet we get because I mean we got the the first big Ahsoka trailer during the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, but that's a huge project. Like think about the investment. That's a lot of money to to have a. So was acolyte, like, and especially I don't think when it's to the same level though. Well, when you think of think of little things like, um. Keanu Reeves filming a scene for Acolyte. 
that's a big deal yeah. considering he has been fan casted as Revan for eons. Right. And so rightfully I, so. That's that's why I'm saying I think I think the marketing, if we start getting some more online talk about it and maybe like some actors doing some circuits talking about it on shows, like talk shows, stuff like that, I very well see them doing something like that for the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that I don't see it happening either. I just, I wouldn't be surprised if they decide not to because I don't think that there's a project they're working on that justifies that price tag. And we know that they're kind of hurting and, you know, they're wanting to really make sure their investments are paying off and worthwhile. But I think, I think that investment would pay off. It could, I mean, it, it, it's hard to go wrong, right? Like, there's a lot of non-Star Wars fans watching during the Super Bowl that might see that and become interested. Um, I don't know. I could see it. I could see. I won't be surprised either way. Yep. It'd be awesome to see it, though. That's all. It would be cool. I would, I would love to see another trailer coming up here in February. That'd be dope. Yeah. Um, that said, last segment, last topic really of conversation oh beforehand i did want to talk about this earlier and i didn't get to it so you know i collect black series figures right you do yeah just a couple a few uh not a hundred yet so that's good right um (laughs) we are getting a lot of new black series figures that we haven't gotten before this year and a lot of prequel era stuff yeah, you sent one in particular that you seem really excited about. Dude, we're getting a couple of different droids, which I'm really, really, really like thrilled about. We're getting like a, a B2 battle droid from Attack of the Clones. There's It's a lot of prequel era stuff, like a lot of Phantom Menace, because I think this is the 25th anniversary of the Phantom Menace, if I remember correctly. 99. This year. It came out in yep. 99, right? Yeah. So this will be the 25th anniversary. Um, so we're getting a lot of... Um, stuff for that but we're also getting a lot of attack of the clones era stuff so we're getting like a droidica black series figure which i'm super because i'm a, i'm a droid fan like i'm uh I, I love droids droids are one of my favorite parts of star wars i think star wars would be so much worse if we didn't have the droids that we get in, in like especially yeah. when you look at like uh b1s for example b1s and clone wars make clone wars so much better than if they were to just be like Roger Roger the whole time, like those guys are hilarious. They bring so much humor to the show. So we're getting a droidica, which is really, really cool. We're getting a B2 battle droid. Um, and we're also getting uh, a B1 battle droid body with C3PO's head on it from attack of the clones, which oh is really, God. really cool. I'm, I'm 100% getting that. I think we're also getting, I think it's a two pack. Because I think it also comes with C-3PO's body with the B-1 battle droid on it, on the head. And so I think it's a two-pack between those two, if I remember correctly. And nice. if that's the case, I am 100% getting that with the droidica. Because those are freaking fantastic. That was such an awesome yeah. part of Attack of the Clones. And then droidicas obviously are like one of the coolest droids out there. Like the only you know one I'm not... Droidicas are one of the most menacing droids out there, but they're always like the easiest to beat in the video games. I disagree. The, have the you played the original Blant? No, have you played the original Battlefront? Yes. They're easy. awful to defeat. I think you just stink. 
I definitely do not. I am I am very good, thank you very much. Um, no, they were awful. They were easier in Battlefront 2, like the original Battlefront 2, than they are. But that's because you had lightsabers and Jedi that you could play as to defeat them. In the original Battlefront 1, it was very hard to be a clone and beat a droidica. So I very much disagree with that. Droidicas are super dope. I mean, they caused Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan to run away. That's a pretty big deal. Darth yeah, Maul I'm didn't talking, even do I'm that. I'm only talking about in the video games. I, I'm just saying, they're not that easy. In the movies, they were pretty pretty badass. The only thing I wish we got with this Black Series figure is a shield to put over top of it. Yeah. That That'd would be, be really, really cool. cool. It'd be a lot. So I get why they, they're not doing it. But that would be really dope if they had like a removable yeah. shield where you just put it over top. You know, that kind of, that would be really cool. Someone will make one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think you'll see it on Etsy pretty quickly. Yeah, sure. um, but that, that part's really – so we're getting a lot of cool – a lot of really cool. We're also getting a, um, a three-pack Black Series set. From Jedi Survivor, which, Kevin, I can't remember. Have you played that or not? You no, haven't. you always ask me this, and you break my heart every time. Well, didn't didn't Alex say he was playing it recently? I think so. I, do, I just flat out don't have a system that will play it. Right. So I won't, I, don't, I won't be playing it for the foreseeable I want to say Alex did. And in that game, I'm going to spoil it because I have no idea when you're going to play it. <laughs> but yeah. they have repurposed... Um, prequel era battle droids of different types b1s b2s and magna guard battle droids i don't remember if they had any droid because i think maybe they did but we're getting a three-pack um series of these repurposed battle droids where we get a b1 a b2 and a magna guard all with those colorings from the from the video game so that's pretty cool too we're getting a lot of droids which i'm i'm just absolutely over the moon and thrilled about so very very exciting black series coming up. I'm not. Shortly. I'm not big. I don't really collect all that much of them, but I definitely, I'm definitely gonna get that C3PO one. Yeah, isn't I mean, isn't that funny? That was yeah. a great part of Attack of the Clones. Like when he's when he's running out there and he's like, "Die, Jedi jogs," and he's like, yeah. "Oh my goodness!" Oh. Like he's like he's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said that!" Like, what am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was a brilliant part of Attack of the Clones. Vintage George Lucas. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So with that said, I wanted to ask you, Kevin. We've been doing this for a year now. What have yeah. you learned about? podcasting or about star wars or about yourself over the last year i would say the number one thing this is easy um the number one thing that i've taken away from the last year is that it is okay to have whatever opinion about star wars that i would like to have yes yes that's what i'm not going to apologize that's exactly what i was gonna say i was gonna say if there's anything that I've learned, even in trying to figure out how to talk about Star Wars with you in a way that is palatable to all Star Wars fans, I have I have learned that my opinion matters not at all. And that it is okay to have differing opinions and still come together and say, at the end of the day, we love Star Wars. 
we like lightsabers, we like blasters, we like droids, we like starships, we like Jedi, we like Sith, whatever. At the end of the day, we like some form of Star Wars, and that's something that we can all agree on. And I think if more fans were to have that perspective of saying, I like this, you like that, that's okay, we both enjoy this. Let's figure out a way to enjoy it together. I mean, mean, people could do that in life outside of Star Wars, and the world would be a better place. But let's start small and start with just Star Wars and then work our way out to applying that into our outer lives. (laughs) And I think we just solved all of the world's crises. I mean, we just solved... We solved world hunger. We solved war. I mean, we solved world politics, (laughs) everything because of Star Wars. Boom. Drop the mic. Good night, everyone. We have created Utopia. Wow. Wow. Just like that. I mean, that's pretty big. We're going to, we are going to get so big after this. You're right. I mean, we're not going to have any, everyone's going to have heard of Records of the Republic after this because we just solved all of the world's problems. UN, you better be listening. You should be putting this podcast on amongst all of your people. And then everyone that doesn't belong to the UN, you should be sending this to them so they can hear it. We are going to solve everything wrong in the world. Boom. That's it, man. I don't man. have anything to say. I don't that, have anything that, to say to that. That's all it is. You that's like what it. you like. I like what I like. Let's be friends. Boom. Or not. Or not. Well, we don't have to be friends. That's fine. But it's easier if we say, hey, we have differences. We're different people. I think we can still be friends. Yes. But it's also you know? okay to just go your separate ways and and proceed you, with your life. You follow Jesus and you follow Allah. We both like falafel. We're We're winning. All right. Right? All right. You, you're right. You're right. You're right. We solved I mean, come all on. the problems. We today. solved all we the problems it. right now. We, we did, it. did it, man. Through at one year of podcasting. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. Even, yeah. Yeah. You're right. We could hang it up now. We're good. <laughs> yeah. But I, all that to say, I, I agree with you. I think it, it's been really cool to open my eyes to see, like, hey, there are a lot, especially connecting with people on, like, Twitter and Reddit. Right. And saying like, hey, these people are really into this. How can I how do, can I converse with them on this in a way that doesn't offend them and say, well, maybe I didn't like this, but I'm glad you did. Yeah, it's been particularly fun for me to see sequel fans, right? That, yes. ex- that the ones that exist and really, really, really do have a love for those movies. And to a lot of you OGs, there are a lot of sequel fans. So, yeah. You need to take a back seat a little bit and maybe realize you're not the only people that matter. Your opinion does yeah, matter, but not more than the sequel fans' opinions. I would say that before this year, <clears throat> I had never really been exposed to people who truly, truly love the sequels the same way that I love the prequels. Right. But they're they've I've seen them now. They're out there, and... I, I enjoy what they have to say. Being on Twitter it. has changed that, and I absolutely yeah. love it. I really do. I am so looking forward to another year of podcasting with you, and you know, doing more with Dylan and Alex. Um, we've got a lot going on. We're actually sitting down to come up with some planning sessions pretty soon for the podcast. Um, 
just some things that we're going to, we're going to try and expand on this. We're really excited about uh, how the last year went and we're really excited to see what's yet to come. Um, so, but it's been awesome. Kevin, the biggest thing I want to do is thank you, man. Thank you for, you know, when we, when we first set out to do this, we were like, I I texted Kevin and I was like, we should do a podcast. And he's like, yeah, I'm down. And I was like, well, I I didn't exactly mean it. And he was like, no, like, why not? Like we do this anyway. We play, you know, battlefront for an hour. We sit down and talk star Wars the whole time. Why not record it? And I was like, well, I I thought about it before too. I mean, I was like, you know, if you're serious about this, let's do it. So, Kevin, I want to thank you for putting time aside each week, not just to talk Star Wars with me, but just to be a friend, man. Like, being intentional means a lot. And as, as one friend to another, like, that that means a lot that you're not only – you're taking away time with your wife. You're taking away time with your three kids. You know, there are a lot of other things you could be doing each week. But you specifically set set aside time to to talk with me about something that we both love, and a lot of times our conversations don't start with anything Star Wars. A lot of times yeah. our conversations start with, "Man, how has your week been? Oh, it's been yep. crap, man. It's been or ah, oh, it's been awesome. I got we closed on the house. We had a baby. You know, like we. It's just been awesome to see someone who intentionally sets aside time to spend with their friends. So Kevin, I want to thank you for being such an awesome friend to me, to Alex, to Dylan, um, and for being so willing and open and, and just excited about records of the Republic. It's been a fun year and I'm super excited to see, you know, what this next year holds, not just for us, but for star Wars in general and for our friendships. Wade, right back at you. I mean, it, everything you said, it applies to you too. I mean, you take the time, you just, you had a, you just had a baby, which, um, you barely took any time off for. I took off what a month and a half to move. Um, I could have been doing the podcast. I just chose not to, I chose to allocate that time elsewhere. Um, but now you make me feel bad, right? (laughs) No, no, no. That's not even what I mean. I mean, like I, I I know I could have, right? right. You had a better excuse. I mean, you had a better excuse to not record than me um, and you're doing it anyways. And it's, it's great. You also do the editing, you do most of the social. So I appreciate that investment as well. And we have to take a, a huge chunk real quick just to thank our wives, Jess and Penny um, for letting us do this in the first place. Cause like I said, we're taking time out of our day um, that could be spent in with them. Day in their day um that that could be spent with them helping with you know something around the house or with the kids or you know they they put aside an hour to an hour and a half uh every week for us to be able to sit down and 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 be bros and talk about star wars and just hang out and enjoy life together um so huge shout out to you jess and and to you penny you guys are wonderful um can't say enough wonderful things about you. You have so much patience. Um, both of you guys have a lot of patience for my stupidity. Kevin's not as stupid. He's he's very, very um, mindful of time and, and saying, hey, I got to go. I've got other responsibilities. So whenever we're running late, guys, it's always my fault. Don't blame Kevin. <laughs> but thank you for your understanding and your love and your acceptance of us. We love you guys very, very much. Absolutely. <sighs> And I also think that we should give some love to 
uh, Alex, who unfortunately isn't here today, but he's come in and joined us, um, you know, in the past year. And he's, I think for both of us, he's, he's shown us a lot about how to be a little bit more organized and plan (laughs) stuff out. And he's been wonderful. He's added, he's, he's been fantastic at helping drive the conversation, help us come up with topics. He's been, he's been such a great addition to our group. And, uh, as a friend too, you know, it, it's hard to find as an adult, at least for me, it's hard to find friends and it, it's, he's been a nice addition and Absolutely. Um, Dylan, you know, we love you too, buddy. I mean, we, I love getting the text messages as you listen and, um, want to, we want to do more Dylan's diner. We only did the one, um, but we yeah, want to, we want to sit me. down and yeah, I mean, we want to sit down and plan out some of that stuff, but yes. you know, we appreciate you too. Oh, <sighs> Uh, with all of that said, and you know, huge shout out to our our listeners. Um, I don't really consider you guys followers so much as I consider you guys friends, because a lot of you guys that you know are followers, you listen and then you you interact with us. You know, we're not we're not like media stars or anything like that. Simply put, we're your friends and you're our friends, and so it's been awesome connecting mm-hmm. with you guys and talking and. And just getting to know more and more of you guys as the days go on. Um, it's been really cool connecting with you all. All of that said, um, hit us up on social media, Twitter, Instagram, um, Reddit. Send us an email, recordsoftherepublic at gmail.com. Um, any, any platform that you have, look for Records of the Republic. I promise you we are probably there. And if not, let us know. We should be. We'll get there. More than happy to get there. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. As always, may the force be with you. And remember, this is the way. Cheers, everybody.